Today's staff is in The Mishnah had said that there were 24 shifts in the base of Megiddush, and the first shift was that of Yehoyah Rib, and the second one was that of Yedaya. And we said that we also learned yesterday that you have to bring the money that you stole from the Ger that you're giving now, the Ger died, and you're giving it to the Kohanim. You have to give the money first or simultaneously together with the carbon that you're bringing, the Asham. Uh, the Asham in the Pasuk really refers to the money, but the idea here is, is that you have to bring the money together with the carbon. If the money's brought first, that's fine. Bring the money first, then the carbon. But you can't bring the carbon first. So the Mishnah said that if you gave the money, the Kesef, to Hoya Hoya Riv, and the um, animal you brought later on to the second shift of Yehudaya, that's okay. But the other way around is not. Says the Gemara from the top of the page. Nasan is a kiss of Yoyorov. Tanabonam. Nasan Asham Yoyorov, a kiss of Yoyorov. Now, in the Lashon of the Gemara, Asham really means the animal. Even though in the Pulsic, Asham refers to the money or the item that you stole. So, Tanabon, Nasan Asham Yoyorov, you gave the uh, animal to the first shift. First, you were supposed to give the money, but you gave the animal first to Yoyorov, this first shift. The kiss of Yoyorov, and you gave the money to Yoyorov. So, what should you do now? Yachsur kiss of Eitzel Yoyorov. The money should be returned from Yedaya to Yehoyoriv. We're assuming now that uh, we're, we're, we don't really know it, it, when you gave the um, money to Yedaya. Did you give it in the shift of Yehoyoriv when he wasn't really in, serving at all or later on? We'll see. The Gemara will discuss that. But first we have Div Rabbiuda. Rabbiuda's opinion is that if you gave the carbon before you gave the money, well, whoever has the money should give it back to the one who has the carbon. That means the second shift guys should return it to the first shift. You should give the asham, the animal, give that to the person that you gave the kesef to, the one, the later one that you gave the kesef to. So the Gemara says, hey, what's the case in terms of what's the uh, uh, what's the the order here, the timeline? You gave the animal first to Yehoyariv in his first shift where he is and then you waited till the next week when Yedaya was doing the service and you gave him the money then. So, what's the problem over here? Each one got what he was supposed, each one got what he was getting. Now, what's the problem with that? So Rashi points out in the third line of Rashi, but what did the Rabbanan say? That you should, Rabbanan said, Okay, we understand why the Rabbanan gave a knas to Yehoyoriv, and they said that the animal should be given to the people in the second shift, meaning the first shift got the animal. That's not the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to give them money first. So if the Yehoyoriv took the animal and he didn't get the money, the money was given next week to Yedaya in the second shift. So we understand you took the animal improperly, so you give it back to uh, give it people to the second shift. Again, what does he mean by that? Each one got its own. I understand. Because shouldn't have accepted the animal before the money was given, and the money was only given the following week. But, but according to Yehuda, who says, what did Yehuda say in the Brisa? Yehuda says, give the money back to the Asham guy. You know, give the people got the second shift. Why? Why would that be? El Rabbi Yehuda says Rashi in the fourth line and Rashi from the top of the page. El Rabbi Yehuda, my time is, why did you give a, a, a Kanasti Yadaya? He didn't do anything wrong. He got he got his. He 
he was given the money in the second shift when while he was serving, right? So so why should he give the money back to the first shift? He didn't do anything wrong. Itaka gave the carbon to Yehoyarev in his shift the first week. He gave the money to Yedaya when he wasn't serving in the same Mishmar Sehira. In other words, everything was given during the first week, but he gave the animal to the people running the first shift, and he gave the, the money to the people who were supposed to run the second shift. He gave it to them during the first shift. So how do you, the Kanas Rabbi since it's not his Mishmeras, he shouldn't have accepted any money during the first shift. The Yadaya comes in late. We force Yadaya to give the money back to Yoyariv, who's going to now accept the money and bring the carbon in the first shift. You give the money back. The money was given second during the first shift, but was given to the guys from the second shift. They had no business accepting it during the first shift. Give it back to the people from the first shift. Fine. Brabbanansavi. No, even the people running the first shift, Yehoyariv, they did impro- They were improper because they shouldn't, the Kiblu Hashem HaKamikasev, because they accepted the animal before the money was given to them. Therefore, we therefore we find Yehoyariv. So the question is, do you find Yedaya, like Rabbi Yehuda says, yeah, you, you tell him to give the money back to the first shift guys, Yehoyariv, or do you give a knas to the First shift guys for accepting the animal before they got the money. Okay, that's the machlokas over here again that we're talking. But do you give the money? Do you, do you, does the second shift people who got the money give it back to the first shift people who got the animal, or do the first shift people who got the animal give it to the second shift people who got the money? Tanya Rebbe. Now Rebbe explains Rebbe Yehuda. Tanya Rebbe. Ledib Rebbe Yehuda. Imkadnu b'nei Yehol Yariv you asked this yesterday, uh, Moshe. If let's say the people, uh, we said that the uh, you can't bring the carbon before the money was given. Okay, let's say the people from who got the carbon first, let's say they were actually makriv dashem, You got to bring another one after Yedaya got the money. You got to bring another one. They should bring it. They're the ones who got the money. Then they bring a carbon. The zachalol of Yadin. And and the uh, people from Yoyariv who brought the carbon asham, but they brought it before its time. Before its time, it's no good. So there is okay, they, whatever they did, they have. There is okay, they merit what they have. So, what do you mean? Asham Pasla, Asham Pasla has to be destroyed, burnt. You don't eat it, you know, the carbon don't eat it. So, what do you mean they were so to, to the uh, carbon that they brought? They brought it before its time. Remember, in this case, you have two ashams. The first ashram that was given to Yoyariv which they accepted improperly, and now they sacrificed it improperly too. So it's puzzle. So what do you mean they're zochim with the Echom? Rabbala Ora, they get to keep the hide. The meat has to be destroyed, but the hide they get to keep. Okay, but they're not Yosef. So you asked about, you asked us yesterday, I think, about why you bring in two Ashams. Well, the first one's puzzle. The second one's okay. Tanya, Om Rabbi. Another brisa in which Rabbi described Rabbi Yudashita, Rabbi Yudah Imkaim Asham, Yachsu Asham Eitzel Kesev. So Rabbi Yudah says, listen, if the Asham is still around, if the Asham is still around, meaning the B'ay Yehoriv have not offered it yet, so they should give it to the money, to the ones from Yedaya. That's what Rabbi Yudah says. Is that what Rabbi Yudah said before in the Brisa we started with today? There Rabbi Yudah said, Here he says that you give the, the people of the Asham should give it to the people of the money. I, Rabbi Yudah, 
this more answer for Rabbi Yehuda case of Etzel Asham Islay. Right, we said before we started by saying Rabbi Yehuda holds that Yedayu, who has the money, should give the money to the people who have the kesef, the Yehuda, the first ship people. Here's what happened over here. Yehoyariv had received the animal, but they didn't offer it, and their shift ended. Comes the end of the week, payday. They don't get paid really, right? They get paid with uh, animal parts, right? They have 24 matanos that they get. I don't think they actually get a check. Going to Nafik Mishmarta Yarev, his shift finished. Below Tavu, they didn't demand the money from Yadaya. What happened over here? Yarev got the money. I'm sorry, Yarev got the carbon, got the animal. And uh, you're not supposed to accept the animal before you before you get the money. Okay, so they didn't offer the animal. They were waiting. They never got the money. The money went to Yadaya. They didn't ask money. They didn't ask uh, Yadaya for the money, which Yadaya had received already. They didn't do it. Okay, so at that point, it goes to uh, the second shift starts, and then uh, that's what he said. In this case, Rebbe uh, explains Rebbe Yudah to say, if the Ashim is still around at the end of the first shift, and they haven't offered it yet. And they haven't demanded Yedaya to give them the money. Fine, so give the Ashim to the second ship. Right? Okay, we, we could have offered the first, we could have offered this Ashim the first ship, but we really couldn't unless we had the money. We didn't demand the money, so we're sort of we're mochel and we're giving it to the second ship. Tiny a third brisa that Rebbe in Rebbe, which Rebbe describes Rebbe Yudashita. Tiny Yidach Amar Rebbe, Im Kayim Asham, if the Asham is still around, Yachser Kesef Eitzel Asham. Not that you just said in the prior Brisa, that Yachser Asham Eitzel Kesef, but rather Yachser Kesef Eitzel Asham. The money goes to the people who have the Asham. Well, Pshita, that's obvious. What is Rabbi teaching me? That's the Shita. How do we start up today's daf? Top of the page. That's exactly what he's saying now. So, what do you mean if the animal's still around? Yachser Kesef Eitzel Asham. You're always supposed to give the Kesef to the Asham and the simple shot of Rabbi Yehuda. That's what he says. If they're both around, you give the people from Yadaya who have the money, should give it to the people who have the Asham from the first ship. What happened was, again, Yoyariv received the carbon in his first ship. And at the same time, Yadaya got the money. Um, Yoyariv never demanded the money. Came the second shift time. And Yadaya didn't, didn't ask for the animal. Neither one asked for the other one. Everybody just sat around. Okay, you had the money. You know how things get things get confused. Uh, there are a lot of animals, a lot of money being exchanged there. The RR of people who should have demanded the money didn't. And the Yadaya people who should have demanded the carbon also didn't. Uh, both shifts passed below Tabu. They didn't demand a Maudis. I might think, Ahuli Gabi Adari, they're Mochul, uh, Mochul to whoever, right? And uh, they're Mochul to one another. And Rashi says, no. Since nobody was Moko, you just wait till the second time comes around, till their next shift comes around. That's six months later, 24 weeks later, right? Since nobody demanded, the Adaya people didn't demand the animal. And the Yoyar people didn't demand the money. So the Hadrovarish, you go back and it goes back the way it was originally. And uh, you know, it's now Yehoyarov's obligation. Yehoyarov is going to uh, be the next of those two. They're going to be the next one in line. They have the they have the carbon, they have the carbon in their possession. It goes back to them, and they're out there, it's their responsibility 
to bring it, but obviously they should get the money before uh, before um, the money should be given at least before they're mocked of the carbon. Now, in this case, why don't they just give it to the next mishmeret? Uh, so the answer is because it probably is in there. It's they probably all have their own you know barns and stables and things like that, and they they could in theory already, if, already if they would two, they so, could. So. They probably could, but they didn't. And the point is, if neither one did anything, said anything, and it's still sitting around, so it goes back and it's their turn, and they should have the money at the time. Now, you might say, if the money was given to Yadaya, so at that point, at that point, you know, if if um, they're a mocker of the carbon, if they're a mocker of the carbon before, he said, in other words, you can ask now, is it the fact that they gave the money? Um, <coughs> they gave the money before. As the different view, probably means if they were makr of the carbon before Yadaya got the money, before they got the money. Then when Yadaya gets the money, if they had given the money to Yadaya, and they they should have given the carbon first. They shouldn't have given the animal first, but they didn't. And then they gave the money. If the if the money is still there. Then you could bring the carbon. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said, Then you could If the Asham is still around, then you could you can die. In other words, if but if you gave it to Yadaya, technically either Yadaya could bring it. In other words, if the carbon had not been offered yet, Yadaya got the money, even though it wasn't in the right order. But if Yadaya had the money while the animal was still alive, then either one could have brought it or some third ship could have brought it, but they didn't. They weren't mochel to one another. So just saying, if nothing else changed and they still have the animal, they should bring it when, when their next shift comes around. Hopefully the animal didn't die in between. Minani Mili. Now we go back to the Gemara in the uh, second of the wide lines where we're up to here. If you bring your gesel before you bring the Asham, that's okay. But if you bring the Asham first, not. Why not? Minani Mili. the Pusik says, we explained yesterday what does Asham mean there? The money. The money. Why? How do you know? Because it says besides the animal. So obviously the Asham there refers to the money. So how do you know that the money has to be there before the carbon is brought? Not the other one. Besides the besides the carbon, Okay, so the Gemara is assuming now. How do you know then that the money is up to four the carbon? Because it says you return the money besides the alakipur, besides the carbon, presumably it's going to be brought later on. We're assuming now that we're learning it from the word milvad. Besides the uh, carbon, it's worth like the kesef reisha. Kesef is up to four. Rava. So one of the rabbis asked Rava, understanding that the drasha was from the word milvad, that what that you have to bring the money besides the carbon. It's going to be brought later. Okay, that means that the money is brought first. So one of the rabbis asked Rabbanon, Elameata, we know when on Shabbos, where it says, right, or by all the other times in Yantif, Tasu, right? It says always, besides the Osaboker, it means the carbon of the book, the Shachris, is that what it means? Are you saying, you're talking about the carbon Musa, and then it says, besides the Osaboker. What do you think that Olasabaka also is brought after the Musa? The Musa comes before the uh, the Ola, the Ola Saboka, the Shachras. How do you know nothing should be before the carbon tumid of, of the morning? That's the first carbon that's brought, not the Musa, not anything else. 
So on Yantif or Shabbos, when there's a Musaf and always says, it can't mean that the Olas Aboker comes, comes later on because Olas Aboker is always first. So Mobad doesn't mean besides the Karmas later. I'm not learning it for the word Mobad. Mobad just means besides. This Musaf is besides the car, uh, besides the morning, uh, um, besides the morning offering, besides the morning carbon. It just means besides. It doesn't mean before or after. How do I know that the uh, that the carbon has to be brought after the money? In this case, after your money, because it's ma'asher yechaper bo. Yechaper is a lotion of atid, a future. Nafkam v'tayin lo keeper. In other words, you bring the money. It says again, the pasuk says, "Hashem moshav Hashem will come bring the money." Mavadi alikvam asher yechaper bo that he will be mechaper with him later on. The money has to be there before. First, the money. Later on, the carbon. So it's not from the word mavad, but rather from from the word yechaper, which is a lot of atid future. Now, we've been talking about paying up for swearing falsely against uh, that you stole, you know, you stole somebody from, from somebody, you swore falsely, then you admit it, you have to bring Karen Bachomish and bring a Karbanashim. If the guy was a gear and he died and there's nobody to give it to, somebody said you give it to the coin, etc., etc., the Mishmaros, and the other. But the idea is you got to pay the money. Where else do you have that you pay Karen Bachomish for Asham? A regular ashama of Meilos. One of the five ashamos is Asham Elos. That means if you committed sacrilege. So it says over there, Menayim, but when it comes to sacrilege, Menayim, she may be Meiloso. Because you, were, you, you committed sacrilege against the base of Mikdash, against Hekish. How do you know if you brought your carbon Meila below heavy yes, Ashamo, and you didn't bring the money? Here again, it means the money. What does it mean the money? The money that you had enough from, that you destroyed. Ashamo below Meiloso. How do I know that if I brought your carbon? Now, here when it says Meila, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Here, me'ila means the money. Ashamok, and, and they go, asham in the Pasuk means, means money. But, but in the Lashem of the Gemara, asham means the asham, the animal. So how do you know if you brought the money? Hey, so you paid the money. Not even dealing with the Chomash yet, just dealing with the Karen, the principal. You brought, you brought the money. Beloved Hashem, you didn't bring the carbon. Or asham of the Or you brought the animal, you didn't bring the money. Shliyotso, you're not Yosef. In other words, this is not the case of the Ger, where you lied falsely and you're bringing it to the Kohen, and et cetera, et cetera, with the shifts and all that. No, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about where you committed sacrilege. You committed sacrilege, and you got to bring a carbon now. In other words, you had enough in the base of Mikdash. The rules are pretty similar. You have to bring Karen Bechomish Vahasham. Okay, how do I know if I brought the money, the Karen, and I didn't bring the carbon, or vice versa, you're not Yosef This is not our Parsha of Gezel Hager or the carbon of Yore of swearing falsely about stealing something. Here we're talking about uh, here we're talk talking about the carbon meila, right? So it says be'el ha'asham and ishachlo. El ha'asham, right? El is the animal. Asham is the money again, because when it's in the pasuk, it refers to the money. Minisach, you got to bring both. If you have one without the other, you're not. You're not. You're, you don't have a kapara. Menayin shemhevi ashamo ad shelo melaso. Similar to what we just said by Gare. I don't know if you bring the animal before you brought the money shelo yatsa tamalomer be'el ha'asham. The ale, the animal of the asham, of the sin, of the money that you stole, of the, the sacrilege that you committed. It's the ale of asham, ha'asham bikfar. In other words, it was an asham was there already. The money that you took already, you got to bring now. The ale ha'asham nisachlo. When you bring the animal of the asham, the asham was there already. The money that you, the, for the, the asham for the money, then you, it's, it was there already. So again, the same idea applies to both me'ila and 
Yezel Hager. Yachok Shem She'el Ayel Ba'ashem Akvim. Now that we've seen that Ayel and the Ashem Akvim, the Kapara by Me'ila. And as we said, the Ayel comes after the Ashem, right? You're not Yodse if you brought the Ashem first. You have to pay back first and then bring the money. How do I? Uh, uh, bring the carbon. What I say, yeah, you have to pay it first and then bring the carbon, right? Um, just like they are both, uh, they are both indispensable. You have to bring the ale and the ash, the ale and the ashim, and the ashim here means the money, and then follow with the with the ram, the the carbon. Maybe the extra twenty percent also is indispensable. the ale You have a kapar with the ale and the ashim. They are ma'akiv. Getting your getting your uh, atonement for the sacrilege. Now, now we're going to say the Yomet Hegdish Tos points out since we learned similarities here that one that the, you know the money has to always be brought first. We're going to learn out Hegdish from Hegdish to Hegdish to Hegdish. Hegdish here means the case of Gezelager, which is not involved in Hegdish and Hegdish is Meila. So the Yomet Hegdish Mehegdish. Hegdish Mehedio, Ma Oshem, the Hosom Karen, just like we explained on yesterday's da. How do we know that the Oshem, when the Pasuk says Oshem Amushav, means the money, not the animal? How do we know? Because it says Movad El Akipurib, that the Ayo, the, the animal obviously is the carbon. So just like we say over there, the Oshem refers to the Karen, Af Oshem, the Hocha Karen. Over here it just says Be'el Oshem. How do we know Oshem here means the money? Because we say Be'el Oshem, we have to bring the animal and the money. Right, and it says, and it says, uh, the aisle that's brought for the ashram, the money that was in already. How do we know ashram refers to the money? We learn out from Gezel Aguer. Ma ashram the hosam karen, af ashram the hafa is also karen. The hegdish, me hegdish, we learn hegdish. Ma hegdish, ain chomish ma'akiv. Just like the hegdish, we say that what by me'ila, chomish is not ma'akiv. Why? Because it says, all you need is the animal and the money. You don't need the chomish to get the, you have to bring it. You're chayyab to bring it, but it's not ma'akiv. That's how we know by Hedyot, by the case of Gesel it's also not Ma'akim. That ends the last but one parak in Baba Kama. Now we begin the 10th and last parak of Baba Kama, as we've said before. Baba Kama, Messiah, Baba Vasra is really one big Masech of the Zikin, and it's divided, it's 30 Prakim, each one has 10 Prakim. Here we begin the last parak. Now, what do we learn? We learned in the previous parak that when you steal something, and I say steal, I mean rob it, whatever, you rob, and you made a change in it, you know, like you stole wood and you turned it into a chair or something of that sort, you're Kona, Shinui is Kona. When it comes to when there is no Shinui, you simply stole it, still belongs to the owner, unless he's Miyayish, unless he gives up, he gives up hope on it, he says he forget about it, he, he, he's Mavata, he gives up. Okay, even if he's Mavata though, that's not enough, if the item is still intact, as we'll see, you need Yish and Shini Rushus, meaning that the Gazlan has to, let's say, sell it to somebody else. Now, if we sold it to somebody else, that Lokeach, the purchaser, is not obligated to return it to the Nigzal. Why? Because the Nigzal gave up and the Rushini Rushus. That's how we learn it. Yish Kedi Yish by itself is not Kona, not Kona. In other words, it still belongs to it. So the question is, what's the obligation to return it? If you stole something, and the owner was never, never gave up. Even if you sold it to somebody else, the other guy's got to still belongs, still belongs to the exile, to the original owner. If the owner gave up and he was, that means he was Miyayish and it changed Rishus, it was sold to somebody else, then 
you get the the that somebody else really does not have a, a, a monetary obligation to return it. Now we're going to talk about variations. You stole it was a robber. And with that money that he stole, let's say he gave his children to eat, we're going to assume now that in the uh, reads it, oh he In other words, the money's not there anymore. The whatever was bought, he let's say, let's take a simple case. He stole food and the kids ate it up. It's gone. Oh, he or he actually left the food for them. Paturma Sham, they don't have to pay. The children don't have to pay back. Why not? Why not? We'll see. If if it was real estate, something that was there, different opinions what this means, but the Pashup chat is we'll see Rubba. If it was if it was real estate or the father had real estate, which would be obligated, if the father was alive and he had real estate, even if he ate up the food, he stole. Uh, some apples, and he ate them up, but he has real estate, the Nixal can go after his real estate. If there was real estate, they have to pay. Now we'll see more details about this of the children uh, of age, of not of age, etc. First thing Mark says, what's what's going on in here? In a regular case, where a robber steals something, and the owner was not Miyayish, there was no Yish yet, what do you say? Somebody else came and ate it, stole it, whatever. Right, so um, and he ate it. He ate the um, he ate it from the, some takes out the menu. He ate it. The nigzal can make a claim against either one, either the robber or the person that the robber who robbed from the robber or the robber gave it to this other guy. It's still his. If he was never miayish, it's still his. So if he can, if he can make, he can has a claim. Obviously, if if the if the items are still intact. Or if either one of them has money, he can go to either one. You stole it from me or you robbed it from me. You ate my stuff. He can make a claim it was mine. Whoever you ate, you ate my stuff. My time, a call comes on as long as he hasn't given up. It's still in his rishus. It's still in his possession. It's still in the, in the possession of the original owner. Okay. That's what, that's what Chista says. Remember, Chista said that. That if he, if he hasn't given up yet, it's his. Collect many one. What about our Mishnah? Mission says, I goes If you gave the guy stole apples, let's say, and he gave his children to eat, or he neichlafneim, turmosham, they don't have to pay it back. Why don't they have to pay it back? If the owner wasn't miayish, it's still the owner's. Why shouldn't they have to give it back? Our mission speak about after yish. That's how Rishon will learn. Rishon says, if there was no yish, it still belongs to the owner. I don't care where it is. If you stole my car. Stated? He has to say it, yeah. Yes. By kiss. He has to say, like, you know, in front of people, people who say, I, I give up on it. I give up. Right? I give it up. I give up on it. So it's here for That's after Yish. Our mission speak about after Yish. After Yish, the children don't have to return it. They didn't steal anything. Right? They didn't steal anything. And the owner was Miyayish. So that's good enough. Uh, they didn't steal anything. Uh, Rav Chis is talking about before Yish. If there's no Yish, I still have a claim. It's my item. What's the difference? I You stole my car and you gave it to somebody else to drive. And he smashed it up. So it's mine. It's my car. So Amisha said, if the father left the item in front of them, it's you know, they don't have to pay. Okay. What do you mean they don't have to pay? Even if there was Yish, right? But there was no Shina Rishus. Why shouldn't the children have to pay? We said in the Mishnah, I go to them, right? And, or he left in front of them, they don't have to pay. Unless there was a re, re, father had real estate, then it goes back to them, they don't have to pay. So, so Rabbi says this, this is not the halach, but we'll see, that's his opinion. 
when it, when an heir gets it from his father, his father died, and he gets it, is that like it was sold to somebody else or not? We said before that you know, two things have to happen for you to be able to acquire something that was stolen. The owner has to give up, yish, and shinu shus, has to change the shus. For example, the robber sold it to somebody else. What happens if the robber died and gave it to his kid? Is that like shinu shus or not? So Rambam says, you see, it is shinu shus. Why? Because why in our mission that the kids have to return it? Says if the if the item is still there, to the possession of the Yorish is like okay, he's like a third person, like a third party, because that's why it works. Okay, you said there was Yish in the Mishnah. He doesn't have to, the kids don't have to return it. Why not? Okay, there was Yish. Fine, but where's the Shina Rishus? The answer is Rishus Yorish, Rishus Lokech. That that the the, the, the Yorish, the heir, is also like like a third party. That's Rambam's opinion. That's not the halacha though. Amar Rav, Rav says no. Rav argues with Rambam. Rav Amar no. Rishus Yorish is lav Rishus Lokech. And Mafarshim explained that when you sell something to somebody else, it goes from possession to possession. When you give it to your heirs, it hasn't really changed possession. Just the owner, the name of the owner changed on the document, so to speak. You know, if you look at it that way. But it's really, it's the same, it's in the same family, so to speak. Same family, just, you know, the other guy's dead, so the kids take it over. But it hasn't really changed possession. That's it. Wait, so according to Rabbi, so over here in our mission, all we had was what? Where's the Shina Rishus? Why don't the kids have to return it? It's not here. They ate it up already. Okay, it's gone. The item is gone. The kids didn't steal it. So if the kids didn't steal it, after the father died, and uh, they didn't steal anything. They ate it up. The father they, it was in the father's house. They ate it up. And that's why they don't have to return anything. You can't go after, the, after them. I says, If the item, which is intact right now, is something that of, of obligation, like, like real estate, then Chayav Lashalom, the Chadoration, because we're talking about an item that's here. It says, the father left it there. They don't have to pay it back unless it was, let's say, real estate. We'll talk about the real estate in a minute. But unless it's real estate, Mashma, that it's still there. It says, if the item that's that's there is, is real estate, then they got to pay it back. Mashma, we're talking about something which is here. And if it's here, why shouldn't they have to return it? If if Rava claims that Rishus Yorish is Lav, Rishus Lokech, so the, all you have every year is Yush, there's no Shin Rishus. Oh, so he says, does not mean, it doesn't mean that they're, um, uh, means that when it says means you left them only real estate. In other words, Rabbi says, doesn't mean the item is intact. If he, if, 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 if he, if he, if he left them uh, real estate, then they have to pay. Otherwise they don't have to pay. So how does that help us? Rashi says, even if the item was gone, meaning the father didn't steal real estate, right? The father had real estate. Doesn't mean to say, if the item was something that has a Christ like real estate that was stole, then they have to return it. But if the item that's here right now is not real estate, they don't have to return it. So the question Rav is, why don't they have to return it? If it's here, uh, the, even if there was Yish, there's no Shina Rishus. So he says, no, it doesn't mean that. The item is really not here. Our mission is like, goes Machlis, but it means it's not here. Why? Because they ate it up already. They ate it up already. Ah, you said it's mashma that it says, 
mashma that the item is here. If it's real estate, they have to return. If it's if it's if it's not real estate, they don't have to return it. Doesn't mean the item is here. Rashi says, It's not here anymore. The father's real estate is obligated, is like mortgage to what he stole. But the item itself is really not here. That's why they don't have to return it. I have a Masle Rebbe, Reb Shimon, Rebbe taught Reb Shimon his son that a over here does not mean actually real estate. We don't really mean real estate. Even if it's something that's specific, that's evident, like he left him a cow that he's plowing with, a donkey that's used for uh, for sabalut, you know, for transport. Um, they have to return them. They cover a vehicle because people say, oh, look, the kids now are on the kids, you know, let's get the meals and everything. They lost their father. Look, look, they're walking around with the, with the cow of their father or the donkey of their father that he stole. That's the item that their father stole. So out of respect for the father, they should return it. But it doesn't really mean real estate. It doesn't really mean real estate. So if it doesn't mean real estate, the mission is doesn't mean if he if he left over real estate, the item is really here. It's a cow, it's a donkey, it's a shirt, it's a talus, it's something uh, that's identifiable. And people know this item was stolen and you have to return it. So we're not talking about if he left them over real estate, according to the way Rebbe taught his son, Reb Shimon, right? This is Reb Shimon. He says, Ramaste, Rebbe, Reb Shimon, Reb, taught him this. Doesn't we're not talk about real estate at all. And if that's the case, we're talking about an item that was here. If it was right here, if it was double that was here, they have, if it was something that's identifiable, this is what the father sold. They got a return out of covet for the father. Shouldn't talk badly about him after he dies. You know, while he's alive, people say what they want. After he dies, don't talk about him. But uh, but the uh, but uh, but if it's not an identical item, they don't have to return it. Why not? There was Yish, but there was no Shina Rishus because you claim Rava that Yorish is Yish, that uh, Rishus Yorish is not Kushus Lokeach. So there's no Shina Rishus. Why shouldn't the kids have to give back any item that the father left them that's intact right now? If it's not here, okay, you can't tell the kids return something. They didn't steal it. They didn't know. They they ate it up. They it was apples. Let's say they ate it up. It's gone. But if the item is here, why shouldn't they have to return it? Ella, if According to Rama Racham, it's fine because Rishus Yosh is Kushus Lokech. There was Yush and there was Shina Rishus. But if Rabba holds there was no Shina Rish, there was no Shina Rishus, why shouldn't they have to Elam Rabba? So Rabba says, I don't agree with Rebbe's interpretation of what he told his son, Rav Shimon. Kishachivna, Rabba says, when I die, Ravoshia Navik Levasi. Ravoshia, who's already in Ganadin, is going to come out to greet me, right? The Taritzim Masis and Kavasak, because I'm explaining the Mishnah like his Shita. The Tan Ravoshia, what did Ravoshia say in Abraisa? Similar to our mission. If you stole something and you gave the teeth to your kids, the kids don't have to pay back. If he left in front of them an item that's still intact, they got to return it. Why did they have to return it? Because there was no Shinu Rishus, right? Even if there was Yish, okay? If it's not here, they're Potter because they didn't steal anything. What, what, are they, what do you want from them? They didn't steal. They didn't steal. It's not their fault. If the father left over real estate for them, real estate, even though the item's not here, but the father's real estate was obligated already, was mortgaged already for the item that he stole, then they have to pay it anyway. Oh, so he learns the Mishnah in a Hanami that they do, if the item is intact, even though there was Yish, it wasn't, if the father sold it, then everybody agrees, sold it to a third party, yeah, there's Yish and Shim Rishus, no Machlok is there. Here our issue is when the father died and left it to the kids, Rambach Hamas said, Oh, Yeshua Seosh is Krishna's Lokeach. And therefore, this Yeshua Shinerishus. Rabbi Rava says, No, that's not shot in the Mishnah. 
He doesn't learn the Mishnah as what the way Rebbe explained it to Rab Shimon just means an identifiable item, something that's that's good. No, 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 no. Meaning the father didn't steal real estate, but the father has real estate, which was mortgaged to the item that he stole. Then the kids have to return it too. But if the item is still here intact, you would have to. If it's not here anymore, but if the father had real estate, it was obligated that they have to return it. But the mission is speaking about the item's not here because he explains the mission like Ravoshi's interpretation, the way Ravoshi explained it in the Brisa, that the item is intact, even though there is Yish, but there's no Shina Mishus, and therefore you have to, the kids have to return it. So in this Brisa, we just said if Exhale is not here, it's more, the Brisa, Ravoshi explains it more clearly than the mission. The mission can be understood in different ways. Is the item here? Is the item not here? He says, Rav Chista started out in the Gemara by saying, if there was no Yish yet, right? Uh, it belongs still to the owner, no matter who has it. So here we're saying, then Rav to pay, why not? Uh, the kids ate it up, they should have to pay. Because Rav Chista says that no matter who, even if a second party, like the kids, took the item and destroyed it, they'd have to pay back. Because there was no Yishit. Okay, very good. He'll say that Brisa of Ravoshi is speaking about after Yish. So if there was Yish, right, he says, if the is not here and the owner was Miyash already, then he doesn't have to return it. And he goes, Contra Chista, the second person would be responsible anyway, but that's only before Yish. After Yish and the item is gone, even Rechista would agree. Omar Mar, if the item is here, you have to pay. This is Rav's interpretation, like Ravoshia. That if the item is still here, you have to pay it back. Why? Because even if there was years, there was no Shina Rishus yet for the kids. So there was Yush and there was Shina Rishus because it's, it's in the kids' Rishus now, the, the heirs. She'll say that price is to get before Yish, it won't go against me. Our mission speak about after Yish. If there was Yish and it went to the kids, there's Yish and Shina Rishus. He'll say the Ravoshia is Brisa. That says what? That if the item is still here, it goes back to the owners. He's speaking about the four years, even though there was there was Shin Rishus according to according to according to Rami Barhama. Ravara Barava, so this okay, this machlokis. Now we have a clear machlokis between Ram Barhama, who says that Shin that uh, that Rishus Yorish is Kishus Lokeh, and Rabu says Rishus Yorish is not Kishus. We pass him like Rabba, and therefore if it goes to the kids, they still would have to return if the item is here intact. Some say that this machlok is between Rambachama about Yish, about Rishus Yosh Kishukech, and Rava was not mentioned in our Mishnah, but was rather on a different item. The father was a banker. We'll call him a, uh, what do they call the guys, the mafia guys who, uh, who uh, you know, loan sharks, loan sharks. Good, thank you. The father was a loan shark and he left over some ribbons for the children. Even though the kids know it's, it's interest, they don't have to return it. Interesting thing. Right? Because certainly the poor guy who paid the loan shark, he was miyayish on his money, right? He was miyayish on the money. And the shini rishus went to the kids now. It's not Rishus. Even though there was Yish over here, it's not really, there was no Shin Rishus. Vashaniyach has a special Pasuk over here. Dalmar Pasuk says, Don't take any usury, any interest from this poor guy. 
give it back to him. Give him back his money so he should be able to live with you. In other words, uh, his life becomes impossible if he's paying constant, you know, usury. Give him back his money. So it says, you shouldn't. Hashem warned the person who stole the money, the loan shark himself. Lebre, you know, the son, the father was a loan shark. The, fa- the son became a chos of and he's learning and etc. He's learning all day. Lebre lamazar l'rachmana. Hashem didn't uh, didn't uh, warn the child to give it back. Special posse over there. Now, two different gears in the Gemara. I'm reading it the way the way Rashi is Rashi's pr- uh, preferable way, not the way the Bach reads, and not Rashi's second way. Says Rashi in the third line. The one who learns the Rambam Chomas on the Brisa Koshkem Asisin, they're like a time Achmin Lemiftrei Elahai Kol Kamelo Machzus Lemishnah Mashmur Gzeir. If the Gzeir is around, why in the Mishnah? Uh, why in the Mishnah you have to return it? Because uh, she because Rishus Yarish is Rishus Lokeach. So the one who learns it on the Brisa, right where you have the Pasik indicating that the son shouldn't do it. So certainly on the Mishnah on the, the Brisa you have the reason because the Pasik says only the Ghana from Saul. The loan shark himself has to return it, not not the son. But in the mission, there is no other reason except for the fact that that But the one learns that in the Mishnah, right? Learns the Mishnah No, but in the Brisa, maybe not. Even though in in the in the Mishnah, Ram Rachamah says the son doesn't have to return it. Why? Because Rishus Yorish is is Rishus But in the Brisa, maybe Ram Rachamah would have like Rabba Masnila. Why? Because he got a special posse over there. That's why the son doesn't have to return it, not because of Rishus Yorish Rishus that's the way, that's Rashi's preferred explanation. Uh, there's another explanation in Rashi and like the Bach that they switched that around. If you steal something, you steal, let's say, apples. Let's say some example, you gave it to your kids to eat from them, they don't have to pay back. Let's say he left it in front of them. In other words, he left it still there. The older ones have to pay, right? Ram Racham will say, they're speaking about before Yish. After all, because if there was Yish and Shina Rishus, they wouldn't have to pay it back, right? Wouldn't have to pay it back. You can always pay back lots of day Shemayim to be a good Jew and be a nice boy and all that. But do they have to pay back? Presumably, Rav Mecham will say that's before Yish, right? Uh, according to Rav, uh, that Rosh uh, Yosh is not Rosh Yosh so he hasn't changed Rosh yet, so they all have to turn. The younger ones, if the young children, they don't have to pay. Rashi says, Rashi explains this goes like Sumchus who says children are potter from all, in all cases, from Sumchus, potter. Some of the sheet is that children don't pay, even if it's intact, young children. If the Gdom say, We don't know what our father, we don't know what the story is with this stuff, right? They also don't have to pay. Just because they say, Is I don't know an excuse? You know, the, 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 there's claims against the, uh, the father for stealing, and the father died now. And the sons say, Well, we don't know what was going on over here. That gives them a reason to be absolved of payment. This is what it means. We know what's going on. We know that the father stole from you, but he made it up to you. We, we you, you settled this uh, claim a long time. He settled this claim uh, uh, along. He didn't leave anything. And as nothing is left over. He didn't leave any any obligations. He paid off everything. If that's what they claim, then then they're parted from paying. In other words, if they have a valid claim, they say, you know, unless you could prove uh, otherwise, we claim that it was paid off. Another bride says, I go to the Torah Another bride says that if you steal and give the kids, one of the children, Machel is one of, he gives his kids, they don't have to pay. 
Okay, the same price, uh, basically the same as before. They don't have to pay. Let's say the father left something intact. Again, if the father died and the kids ate up the stuff, there's nothing to return. They just kids didn't steal anything. Here he says, though, right, that everybody agrees, every price of the mission, everybody says that. But let's say he left it over. That's the issue. If the father left it over intact, do you have to return it or not? Contra you don't have to because because uh you would have to return it. Even the Kanam have to pay back. This goes like Rabbanan, who disagree with Sumchas. Rashi says over here, right, right even where we are in Rashi, in the Gemara, if the stuff's sealed, it belongs to the owner. Because of here, this goes like Rabbanan, if the item is intact, and there was Yish, but there was no Shina Rishus, Tan. But um says the Gemara, Chayavim Khtanim, why would the Khtanim have to pay back? Me Machai Khtanimi if children did damage, if you have a, a six-year-old goes out and does damage, you know, that's what we said before, per se, a cherishat of a cotton did damage. If you damage them, you have to pay, right? We said, it's a bad business if you, uh, when you deal with a cherishat of a cotton. If you do damage them, you have to pay. If they damage you, you don't have to pay. Even if they damage them, you don't have to pay. If it's here and it hasn't been consumed yet, then they both have to to pay. Why? Because it's still here. It's one thing if they did damage and it's not here anymore. But if it's here, you have to pay because it's still here. They have, they have to return it. This goes like the Chacham Shita. All right, we're up to Amar Rava, right? The two lines before the lines get wide, and we'll pick it from here, pick it up from here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Parents aren't responsible if it's a young if it's a young child. They're not responsible. Yeah. You know, it, it's not necessarily common law. Right, common law could be different, but uh, you know, in the common law, they, they want to hold now. You hear in a case in America that uh, the kid killed somebody and they hold the parents, they want to put the parents in jail because they were responsible for the gun, you know. But uh, technically, you know, you say the kid's a rotten kid, I, what do you want from me? I don't know, you went under damage. Some five year old goes out and sets a building on fire and burns it down, you know. What are you gonna do? 